Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spoiler Alert, a weekly talk radio show for movie and television lovers. This week, we're bidding farewell to two entities that have been with the show since day one. They've been here for the good, the bad, and the unfunny. However, they were very supportive. That's right. I'm talking about my co-hosts, Colossal Cans. Uh, And tomorrow, our dear Sonia is getting a breast reduction. So the landscape around here is really going to change. (laughs) um so this week we decided to do an entire show on the shapeliest honkers on film but i cannot do it alone i am joined by the real boob guy jeremy Legui, and the leader of the jug band herself sonia stanger (laughs) hi guys sean (laughs) what an intro holy cow yeah thank you i'm so honored well i had to do some writing to get over the fact that my voice sounds insane so yeah you know, and insanely really sultry. Into- sultry. <laughs> Kathleen Turner over here. <laughs> oh, really? Until today, river. I never thought of them as breasts of the show. But <laughs> now that now, I guess that's true. <laughs> I mean, and you know, they still will be. Just they less still will so. be. Yeah. Do you say yeah. breast and show? Because that's good. <laughs> good, very good. Because that's good. <laughs> Whew, we are on fire today. Woo! Maybe. Okay. You all. This is going to be spicy for public radio, so we will keep it. Very PG. We're doing. I'm best. sure we will. We will. But we will. They're but just I a want... fact of life. They're a fact. Of... They're ever present. They're omnipotent. <laughs> they see everything. <laughs> um, I want to know what is your relationship to boobs? So much. Who can I mean, go? I feel guess... like you have who... the honors here. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess yeah. As the only co-host who has them, um, yep. technically, although. That is something that I think we should get into. The weird thing of like, they like all all people do sort of have stuff there, mm-hmm. and like nipples. Oh, there's matter. But, but yeah, the the breast is considered you know different on mm-hmm. one kind of body. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, as a person might guess based on the fact that I'm having surgery on them tomorrow. Um. I have kind of a complicated relationship to boobs. Like, I really love mine. And, you know, they've been a, a big part of my life. No pun intended. Tell, tell like, you for good and that. for bad. Um, they have caused me considerable back pain, <laughs> hence the surgery. Um, I think, like, as someone with, you know, a, like, quote, unquote, abnormal size... They've also been a weird source of like some complicated body stuff for me. And I think especially because of the like obsession that our culture has with boobs, you know, mm-hmm. as like a little fat girl um, for a long time, I thought that was like the only acceptably like attractive part of my body. So that, you know, has been complicated. Um, so, yeah, they as I think we'll explore today, they contain multitudes. And then also as a a queer person who is attracted to people with boobs um i also just love looking at them i think they're neat um Mm -hmm. i think you know it's that tricky thing where it's like you don't want to fetishize them you don't want to objectify but i i just think that they're nice to look at they're aesthetically pleasing in all of their many forms so that's how i feel there we go uh uh, also, I mean, to no one's surprise, also a fan uh, yeah. in general. Uh, um, shout know. out to boobs of the show, Helen Legui. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, you said that. that. I yeah, bet you will love that. Uh, um, 
uh, anyway, but uh, you know, uh, there's there's sort of there's sort of two halves to this, and like the first half is, you know, right, I am and parent. the second half is left. <laughs> uh, but I am a parent, and I have I have seen these things used for their primary purpose <laughs> to the fullest degree, and uh, it's kind of crazy to be honest with you. They're very yeah. utilitarian when you get down to it. <laughs> and uh, it's also I don't know it's just kind of cool the way that there like there there are glands in there mammary glands that do stuff and they do their jobs well and they can take care <laughs> of tiny people shout out to the shout out to mammary glands they don't get enough credit they no, do that's like true. there's melatonin in them when they're they're tired like it's just crazy like, oh there's so God. much stuff going on yeah. they get antibiotics through that like it's just this whole crazy evolutionary system it's a pharmacy also, down there uh, yeah. Also, I've been obsessed with them since I can remember. Right. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes to the point that, like, I'm uncomfortable with how I'm acting mm. sometimes. Around them. And, and like, <laughs> there, <laughs> there is a part of you that is always that, like, super awkward 12-year-old boy who doesn't realize everyone can see what you're doing. Mm. Like, like, just like, you know, oh, I'll just slightly turn my head. Why don't and then, I? like, look. <laughs> Yeah. Look! Look over, and I look totally normal. You know. Yeah, no one will notice um, that my eyes are moving. No, not at all. It's totally. Fine. It's actually really uh, funny, Jared. Because sorry to cut in. I promise it'll be quick. No. Um, yeah. I've I've had that experience very acutely several times in the last few weeks, where I'll tell yeah. someone I'm getting a breast reduction, and then like, <laughs> I yeah, I think it's just like impulse. Yeah. They're they like, oh god. Yeah. They look. They're like, yeah. oh yeah. Like it's like they're looking to be like, oh yeah, those are big. <laughs> Oh, yeah. so these, it's just funny. These honkers, they gotta go. Yeah, I see why. And I mean, there's obviously an intimacy to them, mm. clearly. Uh, as Sonia alluded to, or flat out said, we are totally obsessed mm. with everything boob. That is just like the, you know, the male gaze at its biggest, uh, and that's what <laughs> entertainment has become. Uh, I was trying to avoid another pun the there, biggest. but I don't know if I did. Anyway, it's impossible. Uh, maybe, but uh, it is kind of weird, like how much leering is socially acceptable. Yeah, and then of course, like it's. I look at the films we're going to talk about this week, and like these boobs have launched careers. Mm -hmm. They've revitalized careers. These They've, boobs you know, have like, launched a thousand ships. A hundred percent. I did watch some Troy this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. More like Melon but, than um, Troy, am I right? Uh, there we go. hey -o. Uh Anyway, um, I mean, put me down as a fan, uh, generally. <laughs> yeah, I will. Uh, I'll, for, I'll, for all I'll talk for to all statistics. Uses, yeah, uses and purposes. And uh, yeah, that's a big that's a big thumbs up from Jeremy. For boobs. Nice. Nice. Thank you. No. I am so curious to hear what Sean has to say. Well, been, I've been dying to know. Well, okay, so as you know, I approach boobs um, in a different way than the, <laughs> the two of you. Yes. Where I honestly, like, I didn't, like, I, I saw them as a, more of a comedy purpose and, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and, but I have known now straight friends that are like, oh, in this Madonna music video at two two thirteen, you see a nipple, or like you, <laughs> at, like they have, there's like this secret list of uh, movies and time frames that you're like, nipple slip here, 
uh, a boob here <laughs> that is like a culture totally lost upon me. That's but amazing. in my adulthood, obviously, um, I embrace them. I love them for all the purposes they do. Utilitarian, uh, aesthetic, um, mm. comedy, all of the all of the ways that boobs can please can please a, an audience. Um, <laughs> it's about the audience, Rashawn. It's about the audience. Or otherwise. <laughs> um, Sonia, this is mostly for you, but Jeremy, you may hop in if you want. But sure. Do you have names for the girls? Yes. Um, in elementary school, I named them Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> and I would like that to is... be noted. I would like to say Tegan and Sarah, if you're listening, which I suspect you probably are. Which they like are, the mu- of course. The musicians. <laughs> well, yeah. The boobs are for sure. They don't have a choice. But <laughs> the, the musicians, I know they're fans. Uh, please know that that is out of respect and honor, <laughs> not a matter of denigration. Uh, but yeah, I, I had a, a t-shirt that um, had them on it, and, <laughs> and, and it's this thing. I'm act- this is one of the things I'm actually the most excited about for my reduction, is being able to wear T-shirts with graphics on them and not have them And not people having and, to like, <laughs> disappear look around after- and see where. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's why they're called Tegan and Sarah. Um, and oh. do you think they would always be named after twins? Like, do you think Mary-Kate <sighs> and Ashley... Um, <laughs> I think I think the house like, hunter as a, boys as a person who's not thought a lot about it in this regard, but just naming in general, I do think any sort of duo mm. is appropriate. Bert like I could see someone with mm. or like with a Brooks and Dunn, for example. <laughs> oh, <That's> <laughs> super, super classy. It's very classy. Like a Siegfried so, and Roy. So to, yeah. Yes, 100%. Bogart okay. and uh, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Bogey. Just any. Yeah. Any prominent kind of. Uh, group, you know? Yeah, bacon and eggs. I hear yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. That still works. Well, if you're Leela <laughs> from Futurama, yeah. PBJ Wait. Does, work? does she have yeah. three boobs? Doesn't she? I don't know. Or am I... You guys, peepees? Uh, she has one, one thing. She has oh, one eye. Oh, one thing. Um, peepees one thing. What am I thinking of? There's some... There's, I don't know. Are you thinking of Total Recall? Boobs. Total Recall? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Because Total the only thing I know about Total Recall is three boobs. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, that is maybe what I'm thinking of. Not many people have mixed up Total Recall and Futurama, but (laughs) there's a first for everything. Is that No, that is... That's, um... Leela. Leela's from Fifth Element. Oh, Fifth Element, okay. Yeah, multi I'm all over the place, you guys. I don't know. Oh, no, please. This is this is what the this is what it is, yeah, Elvis. Um, why do you think? I guess we covered it a little bit, but why does uh, the Jubblies capture the imagination so? I mean, I hate I hate that he's here, but Freud has entered the chat. Unfortunately. Oh, Freud! Hi. (laughs) He's always here. He just shows up. (laughs) Um, I do think it's a kind of complicated, weird intersection of our attachment to them from infancy that has been like, I don't know, like through the lens of patriarchy warped into something much perverse, more adults. I don't know. Super intense. (laughs) 
my brain guys i'm so sorry i've been i'm so tired i've been preparing for days i've been, I've been nesting basically because i'm not no, able to we, do a lot i know you're setting your little your little recovery spot i am because yeah. i'm not gonna be able to lift my arms above my head so i have to like i've had to like reorganize everything so anyway make sure everything's on counter level mm-hmm. yes the brain is not braining um but yeah i don't know like I, it's this question for me of like how much is it natural and how much is it like socialized and I think a big degree it's socialized like they are like they are an erogenous zone just innately mm-hmm. but I think the degree to which we're obsessed with them is a reflection of patriarchy is what I was trying to say I think I think you're pretty accurate there I'll give an alternative uh, bit of info from the Freudian uh, slant Mm. Uh, I did go to a talk once about about this mm. uh, did you? from a biologist, uh, and it, it was it was about breasticles. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I'm trying to use as many as I can. Chest. Well, um, <laughs> yes, here we go. Uh, anyway, um, so they are like it's a secondary sexual trait, right? <coughs> Biologically mm-hmm. speaking, in in the science of it, um, and it is just like a thing that's like. They are something that we look at to confirm whether or not that mate is a good mate for us, mm. whatever that could mean, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like just in the the animalness of us. And I think you're totally right, Sanj, that it it just has been captured and bottled, and like repackaged in a way that is like for consumption to a super unhealthy level. Yeah. And I personally am unsure if like is my fascination with them because like I knew if I stayed up on the right channel, I'd see something Mm. or is it like just in me, you know, like, like what is, what is it? Is it inside you? And I think as always with the nature (laughs) nurture debate, it's both, you know? (laughs) Oh yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. And like, it's also more to your point, like a situation of like, we've overdone it. So like, like, the saying those words is such an understatement to what we've actually done that like it's just gone to this like crazy crazy extreme where you know like it's just become this whole huge issue all in itself yeah uh i also well yeah i i have a question for the group after sean responds to his question well i don't even no i don't have anything really uh you continue do you guys find do you guys find it weird yes this is a tangent do you guys find it weird that, like, a a boob without a nipple is not a boob, mm. but a boob with a nipple is that's dangerous, and like not only that, but like I kind of feel that way emotionally, you know, <laughs> like 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 fifteen year old Jeremy would run down the street to see a topless, uh, oh, I was trying to make a pun, a, well, a topless woman. Well, to be but, fair, uh, I would too today if I saw well, if I knew go. there was just a for the sensation of topless it. woman running around. <laughs> Scandal. Got to catch her. It's got to catch her. Anyway, well, but I won't touch her. Do you guys, I like, just so like, you're saying like a, like a Barbie boob. Nothing. Right. With no nipple. No, everyone, everyone's fine with it. It's not a big deal. The nipple's there. That's the thing that makes it problematic. So, you know, when you see like a voluptuous cleavage, and do you consider it um, porny until a nipple peeks out? Like everything, all the swath before it we're good because mm-hmm. i that is kind of the that is kind of censorship uh, as well yeah. or like that is kind of the law that they take they're yeah. like we're yes. good until we reach areola and then 
it's off. And then it's over. Yeah. Yeah, like even the internet, like the like censorship mm-hmm. on various internet platforms, as soon as there's a nipple, that's when it gets cut. But I will say right. that's not universal as someone who has tried to dress appropriately for various settings and received feedback that my dressing is not appropriate if I'm not wearing like a crew neck t-shirt because when you have big enough mm-hmm. boobs, there's cleavage kind of no matter what you're wearing. The, so the like, hooters are out, yeah. I had to have, you know, like a, <laughs> like my very first grown-up job, I had to have the world's most uncomfortable conversation with my boss, Doug, a man with no. zero emotional intelligence who, ha- who tried, so. tried, and I mean, in hindsight, I love thinking about how uncomfortable he was for this conversation, um, mm-hmm. had to try and navigate a conversation with me about how I needed to wear, like basically cover the abos more. And Even where though I was, was wearing like workwear. Where was this job? At an unnamed insurance company. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you had the puppers out for insurance? Well, like, cool. but that's the thing. That's, this is the weird double standard of like, mm-hmm. we're obsessed with boobs and also they're a problem in, you know, certain mm-hmm. spaces right. and have to be like covered up. And there's this weird thing of like, it's your responsibility as the person with the boobs. And I mean, this mm-hmm. extends to other body parts as well. Um, to like not entice and distract the people around you as though it's somehow your problem that you're just like going about your day with big boobs. Yeah. But like then the if response you're, to is, that. Oh, sorry. It, well, it's just, it becomes like a coveted thing, you yeah. know, where like now you've got people like looking for those edge cases and like it, you know, instead of just like acting normally about a thing and like accepting it or whatever, it's become this like, like secret not a secret thing that's okay one way not the other yeah thing it's so So. weird yeah like a little skinny mini with like you know one of those disco tops sort of a drape Mm -hmm. uh easy breezy but you get a real pair of knockers behind there it's suddenly quite pornographic well but it's the same outfit yeah And that's like part, I think that it makes me have complicated feelings about my attraction to them sometimes because I'm like, it's like I'm replicating that same dynamic to other people. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I actually do think that like, you know, people with breasts that are assumed to be women's breasts should be able to like be topless in public. Like I think, you know, it should be like France where you can go to the beach and have your top off and that's normal, but... I don't know. It's so complicated. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think there's any laws here against that. There, I'm pretty you, sure there are don't? because I remember someone getting arrested. I was a child at the time, but I remember hearing <laughs> a whole thing about this lady who was like walking around protesting, and she got arrested. Oh my oh, god! Well, who knows? Interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's like decency laws still. Hmm. Well, I'm about to Google something super appropriate. Yeah, do that. Jeremy. But that's a weird thing, right? Because it's like, that's the thing. It's like, they're, they're life-saving, not life-saving, life-giving. <laughs> like, I mean, maybe life-saving. In the no, case they might they be. Watch. Well, <laughs> Flotation devices. Do you, remember, do you remember that famous story of Salma Hayek, like, finding a hungry child, like, on the road, and then just whipping out her life-saving bosom and, like, bre- and breastfeeding this child? No, I forget that's where. incredible. I know. That's wild. Because she was wow. nursing at the time, and then she was like, oh, a, a hungry child. Wow. Um, okay, my next question is, um, 
is a voluptuous cleave more of a villainous uh, trait or like a hero's trait? Hmm. <laughs> this is a stupid question, but it is one no, that I've been thinking No, I think it's a about. good question. No. Sean, it's actually a great question because I think it actually lines in a lot of what we've kind of been dancing around. And yeah. I think the answer to your question stereotypically has been the one who's buttoned up is the hero yeah and the one who isn't is the villain yes i agree yeah yeah like and i mean it's kind of like a honestly wow like an ursula ariel situation i know it's actually giving a little more like prepubescent-y like maiden-y like i'm i'm the meek hero and it's kind of uh and then the like evil person is like a A self-assured succubus Mm -hmm. woman yeah, yes. like the kind With of the, the Madonna yeah. whore complex of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think and you're I right also on. Think, yeah, and I think there's extensions of that. I didn't watch it, but I was thinking about watching Black Widow and, mm. the, and the like. Because, like, not only, not only is she stacked in terms of what she's got, but there's a team of people making sure that things look good and mm. are in place and, like, all of these things. There is some stuff about like did they cg some stuff for oh. for jiggle purposes which they i believe they did well yeah so i would you i feel like it would be quite distracting if scarlet was sprinting down a runway like towards a plane or whatever and her boobs were just flying back and forth <laughs> well yeah like again that's the thing it's like a certain kind of aesthetically accepted jiggle but yeah. like mm-hmm. if they're like big and saggy like mine and like flapping around the way mine would be when I run. <laughs> Which again, so excited I, to be free honestly, of that. Honestly, release the Black Widow cut where... Release the, the, the Black Widow cut. cut where they're flopping around. Oh, I'm sure there's enough tape up there to keep what, like, like I, I'm i I'm sure that situation is locked down. I'll bet there's technology that we don't even conceive of that is oh. ho- hoisting and getting those things together. 100%. But also, like, she's covered up. Mm-hmm. Right, like she's she's not she she's she's a good guy. She's all she's, she's a spy. She's neck to why ankle. We, yeah, yeah. Why why do we associate spies with those cat suits? What do we? What did I just think of? What's well, and well, like, Uma Thurman. What is that? What's that movie when Uma Thurman oh, wore the black cat suit? No. Well, she also wore That's a cat suit there. Avengers. Avengers. The Avengers. Weird that it's called the Avengers. Also, it is. But it is. different Avengers. That was. Um, not a sexual awakening, but a different kind of awakening for me was seeing Uma Thurman in that cat suit with that double stacked hair. A costume. A costume. It was like a bit of a costume uh, awakening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a bit of a character awakening, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Um, Absolutely. Okay. And then, well, I guess we can move into like, who are your favorite boobalicious characters? For me, the absolute top of this list is Rachel Bloom's Rebecca Bunch from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I feel like she is some of the best and most, like, actually accurate big boob representation out there. Um, And part of that is also, like, because it's about her and, like, her experience of and feeling towards her boobs as opposed to just her being, like, a sex object. Um... But there even is, like, a song in the show called Heavy Boobs, which is (laughs) one of the most relatable things ever to me. Um, 
And yeah, like, I think, like, seeing her in that show, it really struck me how even though, um, like, large breasts are so, you know, like, celebrated and, and fetishized and whatever, like, main characters and things don't often have, like, a big old rack. No. And so just seeing, like, even the way, like, her clothes fit her and stuff in that, I don't know. I just, it, it just made me really happy. You're right, big... Big boobs are friends or mm-hmm. friend characters or they are villains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not often the main character. Or they're yeah. also like, like, and also it's like a specific kind of big boobs. Like, like not, you know, wearing an H cup, like have to go to a specialty bra store and like still so round and perky, like not an actual reflection of most of the chesty ladies out there. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there, there is. We probably have a whole another episode about um, how boobs <coughs> are measured and sized. <laughs> yeah, and and what that and what that means at what point? Because when I actually learned what all those numbers meant and how they work together, like it's crazy. Like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> how they work together, uh, like power. Well, yeah, because the cup, because the yeah. cup, like the cup size, so like A, B, C, etc is about the difference in size between the like largest point of your breast and your chest. So, and then the number is like the the <sighs> diameter of your chest or whatever. Mm-hmm. So but, it's like uh, a like... double, so like a 32D is actually pretty much the same size as like a 30E. Or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boot math. It's cr- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember? It's so do you complicated. Remember, um, Oprah did like an episode, like a bra makeover episode, where she had a, someone fit people for the bras, and then they brought them out in the, the bra that fit them better now, and it the audience was losing their marbles. It was <laughs> well because, like... it, but this is a real thing. Like m- the average woman is almost certainly wearing the wrong size bra because. Despite the fact well, that we're obsessed so with them. Well, it seems so complicated to figure it out. It is so complicated, yeah. We need a better system. It's got to be a better way. Maybe AI can provide. Oh, hopefully. Oh, yeah. AI AI bra salesman? Mm-hmm. Less embarrassing, too, than, like, <laughs> getting shuffled in by, like, a middle-aged lady who's like, all right, sweetheart, let's measure you. And you're like, all right, get in here, Linda. Do you have specific on, do you have specific bra fitting trauma from being a child? Yeah. Well, yeah. And especially like as someone who had large boobs from the jump and and like oh, big boobs when you're going through puberty is also the worst cuz they're like pointy and like like I've I've had to wear an ugly grandma bra my whole life. So, mm. yeah, there's baggage for sure. Like a bra forged from Mordor. <laughs> yes. Ready like to... it looks like it's from the 50s. <laughs> Yeah. Hurts to wear. I'm so excited. Whalebone. <laughs> We're going to take a minute to speak to our sponsors, so why don't you relax, take that bra off, and let these things swing. We'll be back talking boobs on Spoiler Alert at 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Tuned into the community. Papa, my ginger ale. Papa, papa, papa. Okay, ready? My ginger ale. Papa, please, my ginger ale. I want some more. Sorry, sorry.
Please, Daddy, yes, I want some more. All right. Okay. Uh, <coughs> three, two, one. I was going to do a joke before the clap, but then I felt it was sacred. It's I didn't sacred. know what the joke was going to be. Wow. And we're back on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We'll be back talking boobs in a minute, but first we have a little game. Lovingly called the game. It's game time, people. Whoa! For those who don't know, or if you're just boobing in, uh, the game <laughs> is where I spend... Uh, it was actually quite a bit of time this week looking at boobs to figure out what I would use what I would use for. Actually, I did have a hard time selecting just because uh, we do have a varied array of things we have seen in mm. this category. Mm. Um, but uh, I tell these to the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a lot of fun. You guys, are you ready to play the game? Mm-hmm. I guess I'm ready. This week's title is Heavy Metal. That heavy. title again, Heavy Metal. Heavy Metal. Heavy, heavy metal. metal. Okay, I think I think Heavy Metal is actually about what I was just talking about. The trauma of having to get your first bra as a chesty preteen and realizing <laughs> that you're going to be subjected to the heaviest of metals in underwire uh. form. And I think it's, so I think it's about a girl who's like, you know, 12, she's going through it. She's, she's like, oh, I thought I was going to be excited about this, but actually this is such a hassle. And I think it's just about the like various tribulations she faces as she's getting used to wearing a monstrous, (laughs) heavy, heavy metal bra. So like, you know, and these are all real examples. One day the underwire snaps and it's like poking her and she's at school um, one day, actually, that's, I, that, I can't think of another example. Um, <laughs> she, maybe she gets uh, stuck to a really the... strong magnet. I don't know. Um, probably she <laughs> gets teased by the other kids who don't know her pain. Um, and then I think it's just about her journey to kind of accept, accept the ways in which she's different and accept her lot as a, <coughs> a heavy metal gal. Yeah. That's beautiful. Wow. That sounds great. Heavy metal gal. Yeah. Um, uh, Sean? Okay, so I believe what do you think that... heavy metal's about? I believe heavy metal is about... It's in, like, Mad Max era style mm. <laughs> dystopia. Um, and it's uh, a bunch of uh, women that live in a society where they are forced to wear these metallic, painful um, battle bras, battle armor to, like, keep them up. And... Eventually, they just, like, all are, like, you know what the last straw is? Is wearing this. And so then they all break out and go on a crazy cross-country desert uh, storm to find a way to break themselves out of these metallic confines that their boobs are trapped in. They're trapped, man. Free the nipple. Yeah. Yeah. Get these hooters out Mm. is the tagline. (laughs) <laughs> dump them out <laughs> it's heavy metal colon get these hooters out <laughs> i love it nice uh thank you both for your submissions for the game yes uh, Sanj, unfortunately quite quite a bit off <gasps> now sean no points no points today don't worry 
Oh. I wouldn't do that. You I would do this right before like, her. On this, the day. <laughs> <laughs> my on this, the day before my boob surgery. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Uh, Sean, your description is not what heavy metal is. Okay. But it could be heavy metal, maybe. Right. Uh, so heavy metal is based off of a comic book called Heavy Metal. Mm. Nice. Uh, and it is kind of like a very um, uh, male-forward uh, mm. comic book. Okay. <laughs> As opposed uh, to most comic books. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, about uh, girls with large cannons and dudes who are kind of like Conan sort of guys. And, uh, it's Conan, sort of tells Conan. Cannon yeah, and the, Conan. You know, <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, Conan O'Brien? No, anyway. Um but Conan. uh it's kind yeah. of it's kind of like these stories that sort of mix and kind of don't mix and it's like this like futuristic past sort of thing and it jumps around to like the distant future and the distant pa- past and like other realms and all this stuff. Anyway, uh Heavy Metal from 1981 is a Canadian adult animated science fiction fantasy anthology film. Okay. And wow. so it's kind of all yeah, it's kind of all these like stories based off of some heavy metal comics and also like sort of like in the spirit of other ones and the film itself is kind of about like this green ball that kind of controls people traveling around. Oh. And that's how we kind of get from like story to story. So the stories really don't have a ton to do with each other, but this green ball mysteriously keeps showing up. Uh, Anyway, um, Heavy Metal was made in 81. Uh, It was shortly thereafter made into a VHS tape. Mm. That VHS tape then made it into somebody's library. And that library was loaned to me at an age all too young. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyway, in Heavy Metal, which is fully hand-drawn, like it is a full-on cartoon. Wow. there are a f- quite a few scenes of quite glorious boobs, and boobs, uh, not glorious only boobs. not only not only are they like rendered in a way that is not like possibly human because it's a cartoon, but they right. are the uplifted both metaphorically right. and they're, they're <laughs> illustratively. Yeah, uh, defying gravity anyway, in in ways that you can't even imagine. Um, I love it's, that. Yeah, heavy metal's super weird. It's super violent. Uh, there's a ton of stuff that doesn't make sense, and it really is just kind of made to like see particular things. Like yes. you know, like there's just like there's a there's a scene where there's a robot and a woman who like Ooh. I don't know if they fall in love, but they're like in this weird relationship, and they're just like talking about their intercourse, and like it's just the strangest thing. Uh, it's really good, you guys. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's super fun, uh, and um, it was very shocking to me. I can't even—I don't even remember how old I was when I watched this, but like it, like just to see a fully rendered naked woman mm. in any in any way, shape, or form was absolutely shocking. A fully time. nude woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. They go. They do not shy away. Shy oh wow. Away. Yeah. No, it's not. Jamie. Anyway. Uh, sh- yeah. So, Sean, your idea wasn't. In this movie, but I there might be a book, there's a comic ins- of heavy metal that is yeah, that exact thing. Uh, you guys, thank you for playing the game. Thank, thank you. you for Should telling you us about to, your explicit, uh, <laughs> sick, sick porns. 
<laughs> Just kidding. Porn tunes. I mean, it's not that, but porn tunes. Yeah, no. uh, check out the heavy metal porn tune. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh wow! Well, thank you, thank you for that vulnerable mm-hmm. moment. Um, and now we're gonna get into what films this week featured our girls. What movies? <laughs> This is not a lot of movies have boobs in them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like I feel like most movies do. What are you talking about? I'm joking. Uh, Statistically. Can you not read? Can you not read my sarcasm? <laughs> but people with boobs do not get to be the protagonist as often. Let's just put that out there. Like there are fewer boobs than people in movies. Except that there are two, so then the math <laughs> on that is confusing. But you know what? Wait, I mean? so you're so you're calling for boobs to lead the movie. I'm calling to for be better the, representation. For boobs to be the lead character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, choosing something to watch this week was such a minefield because searching yes. like movies about boobs, movies with boobs brought up so many upsetting listicles. Oh, so Reddit much threads, upsetting uh, misogynistic yeah. content. And I was just like, I just, I, I just need some ideas. Can I not be affronted by misogyny right now? But anyway, um, guys, I had the distinct pleasure of finally Uh watching something that I've been meaning to watch for a while. Ever since Sean talked about it, and that is nineteen ninety five Showgirls, an absolute masterpiece. Um, except not, but Beginning also is. It's that thing where it like it like comes full circle. I think yeah. from being so no, bad. it's a hundred percent like complete auteur like masterpiece. It's a it's well, and it's yeah, it's become its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it's it's left the atmosphere and is just floating in space for us to swing by. Yes, yeah. like did it win the Razzie that year? Sure did. And is it also now like a cult classic, I guess? Yes, it is. Um, it's a fever dream of a movie. Like, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> there are parts so, when you literally are like, wait, I don't think I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Yes. Like, I laughed. I was horrified by the, like, trigger warning. Horribly yeah. unnecessary, <laughs> violent, and gratuitous gang <laughs> SA scene. Um, Mm -hmm. like it just comes so out of left field as well. Like there is, yeah, it really does. There's some, there's, there's violence sprinkled throughout and like, obviously, you know, it's a, it's a movie about sex work kind of. And so there's going to be tough stuff there, but Mm -hmm. it goes from zero to a thousand on the horrific violence scale so quickly. And then is also over so quickly and also is largely inconsequential to the plot like it didn't need to happen anyway well we needed to see nomi malone snap okay i guess i feel like she snaps a few times but so yeah this movie <laughs> she's not afraid to snap know, follows nomi malone a hot young dancer moving to las vegas to follow her dreams um Sean. But like, not even like, I don't even know if she was a dancer. Like, just I like know. a drifter that was like, maybe <laughs> yeah. I could dance. Like, a drifter? she moved up on that stage. Yeah, a drifter. She, a drifter. She somehow just she like, is honestly. I feel like she didn't even want to dance. She just was like, I could. I think. I think at the beginning, she does say she wants to be when she like gets she like hitchhikes 
and gets into this truck and says she's going to be a dancer. But yeah, there are so many times where people are like, she's got such raw talent. And when you see this woman flail <laughs> yeah. her little body around, like oh, yeah. <laughs> every, oh my God, there, there's this one. Okay, sorry. This is so scattered, but honestly, <laughs> it reflects the film. The, um, That's true. Eventually, she works her way up to working at this show called Goddess at this casino, the Stardust, I think it's called, um, which is like a, it's supposed to be kind of like an upscale kind of burlesque showgirl performance, but is very, you know, it's, so it's focused on the TNA. Insane. Yeah. But mm-hmm. also, yeah, the choreography is bananas and there's this one number that we see like three times over the course of the film and i don't know that i've laughed as hard as i laugh at that every time it happened they're like kind of giving neanderthal like it's kind of runs yeah. the beginning of 2001 a space Odyssey. yeah yeah it is but they're in these like metallic little loincloth outfits and they're doing a lot of like slamming their arms around anyway um what what to even say about this film uh Basically, Elizabeth Berkley, she's she's overacting. She's giving choices. She's it's not holding back. So it is like one of the most balls out performances you'll ever see. I swear. Yeah. Like, um, like method acting. Like move over. <laughs> yeah. Move over, all of you. <laughs> this is a performance that you need to see. This is a performance, and then you have Gina Gershon giving this and her lips. Oh, and her lips like <laughs> one of the actually most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life um, as Crystal Connors, the like current star yeah. of Goddess, who ha- they have this like completely inexplicable rivalry that kind of comes from. But nowhere. also extremely sexual lesbian energy. Lesbianic. <laughs> like as su- like from the jump, I was like, there's a vibe here. And then it just oh. ramps up. And it's this weird thing where like. It is very, like, male gaze lesbian, but also authentic sapphic tension, I felt like. Like, I was, like, the way that that Nomi is so confused in some of her interactions with Crystal, I was, like, Mm. that is gay. (laughs) But just also that... The, her, how each of their lips are so glossy and pink and wormy are so male gazy and not, not really a real woman's lips. No, um, not there's there is no real women here. Like it's 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 fascinating. And then Kyle MacLachlan giving, yeah, honestly a wild something. performance with the sushi hair. It's so well, the whole movie is just something. And you are obviously forgetting the notorious pool sex I was getting scene. getting to it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it. Which that is the part where I. Where I felt, where I checked my own eyes, because I yeah. thought I was having, I was like, I'm having a medical emergency. Like, this can't actually be what I'm seeing. Literally, yeah. Like, there, <laughs> it starts like, like I would say it's quite a steamy, you know, like hot scene, hot. and you're like, oh, okay, wow, oh, it, oh, things are happening, and then they get to it, and she's literally like horizontal in the water, thrashing around he is like just, a little girl. From he is the just exercise. holding on for dear life. Um, it's like, like it a, looks like it's she's like having a, ma- a seizure. A malfunctioning toy. Yeah. And Splashing then it's in the over. water. And, and, then after, it's over. and afterwards, he's like talking about how amazing it was. And I'm like, 
are you okay, sir? Like, did yeah, that like cause you, you might have to go to you, you might have to go to the hospital. I think she injured you. Yeah, and then, um, so yeah, that's my favorite. Goes. My favorite little side character is the choreographer, and her name is Gay Carpenter. Um, and she has like one line. She's mostly just like, and again, one more, keep going. Like that's yeah. all her lines. Or but like one rushing of them around she, before the show. Yeah, like get it, get out together, ladies. And then one of her lines is they're talking about how she used to be a dancer, but she had to quit because she chipped her tooth on a quaalude, <laughs> yeah. which is the most ridiculous way to quit dancing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, Why is dental work standing in your way? <laughs> yeah. And then it, it kind of just ends like, um, so yeah, something really, really bad happens to her roommate, Molly. She gets revenge. Spoiler alert. Molly's the only real person in the entire film. I loved Molly also and all of her many Lukes. Um, And then she like goes to the hospital. She like tells Molly (coughs) that she got the revenge, says I love you, and then just leaves town. And that's the end of the movie. Like (laughs) the way she just splits. I was like, okay, bye, Nomi. Good luck, I guess. She does this in every town. I well, yeah. Like she just goes from town (coughs) to town doing this. Well, yeah, that's how we meet her is. Um, mm-hmm. hopping into a, a little truck. She's not the yeah. She's not the hero the city deserves, but the hero they need. Yeah, well. you're so right. You know what? The newest Batman should have starred Elizabeth Berkley. Honestly, Pattinson. She could she could play Batman, but Christian Bale <laughs> could not play Nomi Malone. So true. just saying, very true. He couldn't thrash like that. No, there's no way. No, no amount of method acting could could ever could ever do that so yeah if you're looking for a fever dream check out showgirls it's on hoopla which is hilarious that's so funny. from your local library yes um i i fell down a little bit of a rabbit hole this week uh don't worry it's not the one that you think however i did find out so i i i wanted to watch one movie for this show and i will talk about it however <laughs> i have learned of the directing career of Adrian Lin. Do you guys know this dude? No. Uh, he is a director and he kind of only makes boob movies. Oh. And I'm I'm going to read you this list and like there are three things that you might not know about, but the rest of it you're going to be like this is all from one man. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to leave out I'm going to leave out his his shorts. Uh, so his career starts this is in sequential order. Foxes Flashdance, Nine and a Half Weeks, Fatal Attraction, Out of Nowhere, Jacob's Ladder, (laughs) Indecent Proposal, Lolita, Unfaithful, and Deep Water. So this is all coming from one dude, which I did not know, and that did fully blow my mind. Anyway. He has an aesthetic. Yeah. He does. And that aesthetic is high quality (laughs) dudes. Like, that is what he is about and he is after. Uh, The... Immediately when we started talking about this, uh, about this episode, uh, I recalled a 2002 movie called Unfaithful. You guys mm. ever watch this? No, but no? I've heard of it. Yes. Anyway, so it is uh, Diane Lane, Richard Gere, another guy who kind of doesn't really act anymore, and it's about an affair. Uh, and I kind of really remembered this as a bad movie, but one element did stick in my mind as a quality one. And that was Diane Lane's boobs. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Not Diana's anyway, boobs. Talk about I, Under I the Tuscan Sun, am I right? <laughs> it's true, it's true. Uh, under I watched the Bustons. <laughs> I, I watched it again this week, and I, I cut, like, it's got 50 on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm kind of, like, split on it, because I feel like Diane Lane and Richard Gere do such a good job. Mm. Oh, you get and, like, Lane honestly, and Gere in a room? I was, Please. I was kind of distracted from Diane Lane's quality boobs. Like, I was, like, actually, like, <laughs> wow. oh, man, like, this is heartbreaking. Like, this is so hard for them. Like, they are struggling <laughs> through this. Like, oh holy cow. Like, this is just... Uh, anyway, uh, I also was incredibly shocked to find out that this single director has made... Honestly, like, if I think of, like, boob movies, this is kind of at least half of that list. Yeah, erotic it, thrillers you know, for days. I this mean, is, this you, is your you know, boy. And uh, it's just it's just so surprising to me. And, like, not the best erotic thriller. <laughs> like, you know, like, like the... the oh, Second like the, tier. The ones that need the boobs to keep going. Mm. You know what I... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyway. And same, also. Uh, uh, very funny. I did look up some unfaithful stuff, and apparently there was sort of like a team of people in charge of making sure that, like, during the intimacy scenes, they both looked as good as possible, mm. and they actually a put job. a ton of work into it, and it pays off. Mm. Uh, okay. Okay, <laughs> <Jeremy>. <laughs> Damn boy. Uh, I think okay. they also, we haven't really talked about it, but there is a lot of, like, body double stuff happening mm. here as well um just to make sure we get all the best angles of everything but um again check out check out this guy's resume because not his... unlike the the ladies he casts it is stacked wow resume <laughs> resume i don't know if there's a Thank good you, movie Jack. on this list Thank and it you. might be jacob's ladder <laughs> it might be yeah. the best one <laughs> um wow are you excited for wow. Diane Lane in uh, the new Ryan Murphy series? Uh, literally always. Okay. But that's also just because I think she's super talented. That's also, like, I just... Okay. I think she, she's... I do disagree. Yes. Well... <laughs> Sean's a Lane hater. <laughs> yes. I, I am a bit of a Lane hater, gotta say. <gasps> really? But I just Man. am like, okay, whatever. Must love dogs, wow. more like, must hate Lane. <laughs> exactly who knew that i had so much of her cataloging in the old dome there <laughs> perfect storm that's just diane lane <laughs> that's sean sean when you think about diane lane <laughs> um you guys can probably hear me a coughing up a damn storm i hope you don't get distracted by that i'm watching or i watched i want to talk about barbarella mm. mm-hmm Barbarella stars Jane Fonda as a sexy space traveler. Um, all of her shenanigans that she gets into somehow seem to just rip off all her clothes. <laughs> and so that she they, just... They shred off of her. So they I shred off everything. Everything that she encounters, they rip her clothes off. And then a lot of yep. things lead to her also having sex with someone to further the plot. Uh, and then it ends with her breaking a machine... A torture device that is supposed to bring you to absolute pleasure. Oh. But she outlasts the machine and breaks it because she's <laughs> Heck yeah, because she's so like that. saving us. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's Barbarella for you. Her sexuality can <laughs> wreck a damn machine. 
<laughs> we love to see it. You know what's funny, Sean? It's true. La- last what? night as I was deciding what to watch, I literally Googled, are there a lot of boobs in Barbarella? <laughs> <laughs> I consider like, watching it. But... They're like, just the two, but... Yeah. <laughs> just the two, but they're in it a lot. But, yeah, but they're I, in it a I... lot. Then I remembered Showgirls, and I was like, no, got to got it. No, Showgirls is absolutely gotta, the best choice. Got to show girls. Oh, yeah. show the girls. Got to. Um, any other films people watch this week? Uh, I would like to talk about <coughs> one of my favorite uh, effects in Hollywood. Uh, it's so embarrassing. I've just realized this is crazy. Uh, a part of me is so interested in how this happened. But it was to a boob. So what uh, do you mean? <laughs> in in the movie Hollow Man, which stars Kevin Bacon, uh, which is a crazy thing to say, um, and Elizabeth Shue. There's some other folks in it. Uh, oh, have you guys seen this movie? I didn't know it was Elizabeth Shue. I remember. Yeah. Oh yeah. Josh oh. Brolin as well. Kim Dickens. Anyway, um, uh, Kevin Bacon is like a scientist or something, and they're trying to like figure out invisibility. And he gets really frustrated, and so he tries to test it on himself. It's from 2000, and he downs the potion, this and is... there's this really cool scene as the stuff is pumped through his blood, and he turns invisible. This is, yeah, the and, invisible man, basically, right? Yeah, and but, like, you see, like, layers of skin and tissue disappear as he slowly, like, Ooh. dissolves to nothing. Anyway, it also kind of makes him go crazy, and he starts murdering people. That's oh, later no. in the movie. Right. Um, but at one point... Uh, it's unclear if it's a dream or not, but one of the characters uh, does kind of have sex with the invisible Kevin Bacon character. <gasps> nice. And so they had to depict a hand grabbing a breast that was invisible. Whoa. <gasps> so uh, it was, was, was kind of like a cool scene. Uh, anyway, so they did some like, I guess there was some green screen stuff and there were some other things that kind of didn't work. And in watching it, it's like a lot lamer than it was in my memory but it did very much like stick out as like a thing like it was mm. like uh well like how how possibly could they have achieved this once you uh, see a boob like, being gross ghostly grabbed <laughs> yeah i'm gonna look this the, up after through the thing that's grabbing it anyway uh it's it's something to check out i do like hollow hollow man quite a bit it is very poorly rated mm. uh <laughs> um but uh it's got some good parts. There's some parts that are worth it. There's some scary parts too. Mm. I think Kevin Bacon. I think Kevin Bacon bring, brings the heat. Oh, we know that Kevin that Bacon is scary. That Bacon sizzles. Yeah. Oh, that Bacon absolutely. does sizzle. Yeah, and at one point they tell him he can't dance. <gasps> oh, that's the same movie, that's, is it? I didn't know that. Yeah, that, yeah, it's the same. John Lithgow's in this one too. That's crazy. Not actually. They squeeze so much. And then into he this does film. The, he does the same slam dancing that Nomi Malone does. Yeah, <laughs> slam dance, <laughs> angry dance. Kevin, stop th- thrashing like that, Kevin. please. Kevin, please. Kevin, Kevin, your stop pasties it. will fly off. We'll give you as much <laughs> bacon as you want. Stop it, Kevin. Okay, Kevin's pasties. Not a bad title for something. Write that down. <laughs> Kevin's pasties. Yeah. I thought you said Kevin Spacey for a second, and I was like, Sean, no. <laughs> Kevin Spacey, love we it. We don't talk about <laughs> don't, him anymore. No, <laughs> He's gone. Nothing bad about him. These are all different movies. They're all just different movies. That's all that's happening. Yeah. Well, with that, we bid adieu to our <laughs> our favorite girlies that you've never seen, listeners, but has been with us the whole time. Um, 
<laughs> bye, Sonia's boobs. Bye. They're um, saying bye. <laughs> they are. We'd like to thank Saskatoon's The Garys for letting us use their song Manatuna for our theme song. We'd like to thank everyone here at CJTR and all of you at home for lending us your ears. We're broadcast Wednesdays at 6, Fridays at 3, and are available as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Play, and everywhere else podcasts are played. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, so give us a follow, and have a good night. Bye. Bye.